Welcome into the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Overtime coming at you for the next two hours right here on Fan Run Radio. Jake Miller, Davis Rangi, producer Matthew, intern Bryson, Tennessee. Number two, Tennessee, taking on number 25, Auburn, tomorrow. How are we feeling about this game? Because the closer we get to game time, it's one of those things like we had talked about before we got in here. Tennessee should very well go out and win this game. We should. But we also should have won the other night. And it seems like one of these games where it could go either way, but Tennessee, of course, right now, a 89% chance to win the game, according to the BPI. However, we just don't know because of how inconsistent this team is. And the more I think about, well, we shouldn't have lost the other night. And then Texas was a toss-up game. Before that, you'd lost to Kentucky, which you should have won. Texas should have been a toss-up game. We handled them pretty well. This Saturday, or tomorrow, should be a toss-up game, but it feels like we might handle them very well. On the other hand, if you lose this game, you're looking at about fifth or sixth in the SEC standings if you come out of Saturday with a loss. They do have a guy, Johnny Broom, who is about six foot ten, averages 14 and 9. That is going to be the deciding factor tomorrow on whether or not we can stop him. Yeah, I'm I'm 100% agreeing with you. I, I really have no feel on this game because nothing would surprise me at this point. I could see us coming out tomorrow and cruising to a W, or I could see us coming out flat and still disappointed from Wednesday night, and Auburn jumps on us early, and it's uh, kind of hard to claw. I mean, we've seen in the past it's hard oh, to claw. Oh, if you get a slow start tomorrow, you're done. Yeah, it's hard to you're claw. You're done. It's hard to claw your way back in the game, especially with this team. We've seen once they're behind, it's hard for them to get in front, and even when they do, like we saw the other night, it's hard to have a consistent offense. So, uh, yeah, it's something I'm definitely looking at. And, you know, Johnny Broom, you just talked about 6'10", 14-9. It's kind of like a Castleton-type guy. So well, and they got Wendell as well. Wendell Green yeah. and uh, KD Johnson comes off the bench for them. He was much more of a bucket last year. His efficiency and scoring has gone down this year. But that's somebody that can catch – he's really streaky. If he gets hot, he can get real hot. But uh, Well, Wendell, he's averaging, what, 13, 14 points a game? Like six, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just I I think the big key tomorrow is shutting down Johnny Broom, and I think you got a good shot. I uh, I don't really have a great read on this game either, and I think that's partially to do with Auburn's schedule hasn't been particularly as tough as uh, some of the other teams we played. I think their best win was against number thirteen Arkansas at the time, and other than that, they they haven't done anything super impressive. Um, I mean, I think they're seventeen and five, but I don't know. I mean, this is a game where I really don't have much feel at all. So getting out to a fast start is key uh yeah i mean we've talked about this before really nothing will surprise me honestly we win we win if we lose we lose gotta just if now we lose it becomes every game is a must win if we win i guess you'd say we're kind of back on track but then again you have alabama coming up next wednesday where alabama to me is a must win whether or not you lose this game or not on Saturday. I think tomorrow's a must-win. I, I think, yeah, tomorrow's definitely a must-win. But going back to Jake's point about losing, I mean, right now you've got Bama at 9-0, and then you've got Tennessee, Auburn, and Texas A&M all tied for second at 7-2. and Then you have Kentucky and Florida at 6-3. and So you, could, you lost to both of those teams. Yes, so you could essentially tomorrow you drop uh, tomorrow night's game and you would drop all the way to sixth in the conference here, second now. You're definitely not catching Alabama if you lose tomorrow night. No. You are not at all. Let's get right to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Fake Bob is up first. What do you say, Fake Bob? How you all doing? 
Pretty good, man. So, uh, you think Bruce is going to be the defense that Florida did? I don't know. I don't really watch much of them this year, so I don't know how the big guy is. But I know Olivier said after the game the other night that their defense kind of gave them trouble because their guards basically beat up like our guards up at three-point line, and then they just kept you know what's funny is you know we've seen bruce pearl basketball here before bruce pearl is just going to do whatever he thinks is best and whatever is going to give auburn the best chance to win judging off the florida game i would assume that he throws a ton of presses at us because we did not handle the press very well wednesday night and no, a big not. a big part of that is because we don't really have a secondary ball handler behind ziegler yeah, and I think another big matchup tomorrow is that Ziggler and Wendell Green uh, matchup because Green, if he can get hot and if Ziggler lets him get some open shots, it could be a long day for us. It could be a very long day indeed. And, you know, like we were just talking about, if you get off to a slow start tomorrow, Auburn is going to run away with this ball game because that's just what they do. That's what Bruce Pearl does. You give him a chance to blow the game wide open, he's going to take it. Yeah, and I know, like, the Texas game, a good crowd really showed up. And, that's like, the Kentucky game, it was kind of messy. Oh, so, I mean, that has a lot to do with what our team does. That's another reason I made me get a fast start. Let the building be a rocking and put out in Auburn's mind early. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And, you know, there's a lot of things that everything's going to be taken into account tomorrow. I mean, Tennessee's going to come out. Hopefully, Rick Barnes has a better game plan than what we had the other night. And one of the things that bothers me the most is, like I said, you got Johnny Broom down low, six foot ten, and what do we struggle with the most? Athletic, athletic, athletic big, big guys. Yep. Which is kind of sad because we've been harping all, all year about how much debt we got in the post. But Where's it at? That's my thing. Yeah. Where's it at? We really exposed that. Like when Wayne Gladbach got up later, whole post. So it'll be interesting to see. I just hope that we beat them just for the War Eagle can. But you know she's going to be there tomorrow. Oh, yes, she is. She is going to be there, and she will be as vocal as she's ever been. Why? Because that's just what War Eagle Karen does. She likes to run that mouth. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to wait out. I, I don't know if you've seen that DM from me yesterday, and if you do, if you can comment on it. Like that, that list was just, it drove me nuts, reading it about Joe Milton. Uh, but I'll let you guys go and have a good weekend. Appreciate the phone call, Fake Bob. And the list that he's referencing was the top 14 quarterbacks coming into the SEC next year, ranking Joe Milton at 10th. Behind? Basically everybody. I don't feel like that's really fair. I mean. But I also don't feel like it's fair to rank him inside the top five. So Yeah. So who who is ahead of him then, obviously? Yeah, I mean, um, probably. I wouldn't take whoever Florida's, what, Graham Mertz? I'm not taking Graham Mertz over Joe Milton. I think well, he they're was put, in front of him. They're going to put Rattler over him, KJ from Arkansas. Jackson Dart or whoever. Take it. Whoever starts at Ole Miss. Spencer Sanders. Um, Kentucky, Devin Leary. Who, uh. Who's the Vandy's quarterback, the white guy that came in against uh, us? I don't know. Irrelevant. I tell you. Um, Who's all, I mean, Alabama. Mississippi State is Mike Wright now from yeah. Vanderbilt. Um, 
I don't know, man. I'd, you saw I say LSU school. You know I say Jane Daniels. Jane Daniels is obviously gonna be ahead of Milton. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, there's seven. Ty Simpson probably. Yeah, I was Most gonna say likely. Bama. I mean Auburn. Who's Auburn school at the back? They should have one commit today, but he's, he's for 20, next yeah, year's he's class. Yeah. Is it is it Ashford? Robbie Ashford. Yep. That might be. Hmm. But that's an interesting list. We got time to discuss that. Let's get right back to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Phil is next. What do you say, Philly? Jake the Snake. Philly, I had a good comment about you earlier. Oh, Billy Stats liked your call. I love Billy Stats. I want you to get back on the right, Joe. You know what? Well, Phil, I'm trying to work something out there. I'm trying to get Billy Stats to make a weekly appearance on here. Oh, that'd be phenomenal right there. Yeah. Basketball experts, Phil. I mean, there's not many basketball experts. You had the last show trying to tell us that uh, uh, Rick Barnes is a better coach than Buck Pearl. Phil, they can't even say Olivier Cumwa's name right. Well, I mean, why, why do you need to know how, he's, how you say his name? He only shows up about one every five games. Uh, that's, that's a good point, Phil. I mean, good Lord, I... We're favored by Marcus. Said we we're favored by nine and a half. How the hell is that possible? That actually surprises me. I know the BPI is giving us an eighty-nine percent chance to win tomorrow, but they were also giving us a very likely shot at beating Kentucky. I think it was even up to ninety-seven percent at one point yeah. on the BPI against Kentucky. <clears throat> well, it's only about if Tennessee looks good, they look great. If they look bad, they look bad. There's no in between that bunch over. No, there's not. You're either a Final Four team or you are bottom of the barrel. Down to sixty-four. One and two. You have two options, pretty much. Well, what do y'all think we got to win tomorrow? I don't. I think Butt Pearls will come here and pull our pants down. Well, well, I mean, that, that's one way to look at it, Phil. Like I said earlier in the show, I think that if, you know, we get off to a slow start and we don't pick up any momentum, we have one of those scoring droughts where we only score four points in the first ten minutes of the game, Phil, we're not going to win tomorrow. No. Because you can't do that against the Bruce Pearl team. This is not a great Auburn team, but uh, yeah. we're so our our guard play so erratic. I I just don't, you know I don't know. You have to talk about a press being thrown down. I agree with y'all on that. Yeah, they should throw. I, I mean, just looking at Bruce Pearl, he's going to definitely throw something different at you. And looking at how he handled the press uh, Wednesday night against Florida, I would do it from the get go, very first possession off May basket. Well, we're pretty much uh, – they lose – like you say, you lose this game and you're sixth in the SEC. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. Just, a free fall, isn't it? Well, I mean, that's the thing. You're tied right now with Texas A&M and um, – Auburn. Auburn right now for second in the SEC. You're two games back from Alabama. You do nothing tomorrow. You come out and you lose. That puts you in the same category as Kentucky and Florida who have – I think they're three games back right now. But yes. then Florida and Kentucky had the advantage over you because they beat you. Head to head. Yeah. Yeah. And if Auburn beats you, they're going to play you again, and they'll beat you twice. And yeah. oh man! And then Texas A&M has got Tennessee down there. Yeah. They don't look good. Tomorrow's the key game of the year. I try to tell those dummies at three that, and they don't understand it. Because they don't know basketball. Phil, the best basketball minds at the station are probably me and Nate Hodges. Throw Billy Stats in the mix once he comes back. Davis, Matthew, and Bryson. Those are the best basketball minds at the station. Well, you got good basketball minds. You got that guy from Memphis and the guy from down under. I mean, hell, what more do you want? Well, I got the guy from North Carolina. I had to go over there and pluck oh, one out right. of them. Yeah. 
Oh, back North Carolina, boy, you got a you really going basketball heaven now, you know? Uh, that's what I do, Phil. We're a basketball centered show. That's what's called Jake the Snake's horses, right? That's you're damn right. Y'all talking about quarterbacks in the SEC uh, next year? That guy from LSU's got to be the number one quarterback in the conference, wouldn't you think? Yeah, that's. I'd that's, agree with that. I, I would agree with that as well. I just I, I can't find that's, the list anymore. I mean, Bama. You, we haven't seen a single snap from whoever their starter is going to be. Mil- Milrow yeah, is Milrow is not very good. No, no he's awful. R- R- Rattler had to be number two, wouldn't he? I, I think. Yeah, I think I it's mean, a toss up between yeah. him. Based on returners, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. based on people. Daniels then Rattler. Yeah. And who else? The SEC would be wide open. I mean, Milton can work his way in the top five. I mean, look at that. I mean, Georgia Georgia's has got a new quarterback. Brock Vandegrift, I think is his name. Oh, is yes. Beck? Is Carson Beck. Beck Who's on this guy now? Uh, Spencer Sanders, Jackson Dart, <laughs> or uh, who else? They got they got brought in three oh, transfers. Oh, the um, Walker Howard. Walker Howard yeah, from yeah, LSU. Howard, Walker yeah. Howard. Wow. You know, Tennessee might get lucky and go nine three ten two next year. Uh, you look at the SEC. Outside, I mean, outside of Georgia, it's, it's wide open. I mean, I'll take another trip to Miami. I don't know about y'all. I'd love to go to Miami. Yep. I'll actually go this time. Or go to New Orleans and make it shot down there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll take you with me, Phil. We'll we'll do some shots. I, I hope we don't get shot, but we'll do some shots. Do some shots. Yeah. yeah. That's what it's all about. <laughs> I tell you what, though, I'll, I will get a shot tomorrow if we beat Buck Pearl. I mean, I love Buck Pearl. Buck Pearl's the best coach in Tennessee history, and uh, I don't know why he wants to rip him. He got me some great memories here at Tennessee. He made me love Tennessee basketball. I'll say that because Phil, the first year I was able to pay attention was Jerry Green's last. Then I had to watch Buzz Ball, which was terrible. Had the curtains of shame up in Thompson Bowling, and then Bruce Pearl made me fall in love with Tennessee basketball. Exactly, and and then we turn around and with this crap now. I mean, I, I mean, Brooke Barnes is not a bad coach, but he can't win in the tournament, and his offense is is almost like Jeremy Pruitt's offense. <laughs> I mean, when you agree with that, yeah, I mean, at least we win somewhat in the regular season. I mean, Pruitt was boring and bad. I mean, at least we're boring and decent. I mean, really, I mean, that Tyreek P, I, I hate it for him. He's just, he's just not, he's kind of like Gitmo. Nice. He just compared Tyreek Key to JG. Yep. Nice. Goodness. Well, let's keep it rolling. <laughs> ZR is next. What do you say, ZR? What's going on, guys? What do you say, ZR? What's going to happen tomorrow? Well, like I told Phil, you know, if we get off to a slow start, and we only score four points in the first ten minutes, we're not going to win. If you get off to a fast start, you give yourself a chance. I agree. We're going against Butt Pearl. Well, like I just told Phil, that guy gave me some great memories as a child. It made me fall in love with the game of basketball when it came to the University of Tennessee. Before then, I only watched the NBA because Buzz Peterson, I mean, let's call it like it is, ZR, he sucked. That was awful. Why, why didn't we go after Butt Pearl, bring him back? Uh, we were a day late and a dollar short because he got hired at Auburn it, and then Conzo Martin left. Is it because of the football program? Uh, well. You know, it hadn't helped us at all. You know that. No, it, it's not. Guys, I really think uh, we're going to lose tomorrow. We're going to lose Alabama. 
we're going to lose Kentucky. Uh, who else we got? Um, did you say A&M already? A&M. We're going to lose to them. I mean, look at that. That guy's a first-year coach down there. Look at that team. Let's throw Missouri in there, too. Same year. Play yeah, Missouri guy, Missouri's going to kick us, too. Or what about Arkansas? <laughs> yeah, Arkansas. And we play Auburn again. Oh, Arkansas's on my birthday. Yep. Well, we've got a point guard over there playing and can't shoot a shot. Would you not agree with that? I mean, he did lead us in scoring the other night at Florida. He's been playing well as of late, and then – What's his name? Ziegler? Zakai Ziegler. Ziegler. No, no, the Key. other one. Oh, you're talking about Tyree. Tyree. Key. Key? Yeah. yeah. He's really good, isn't he? Well, he, <laughs> he was for one game, and after that, I mean, it's the way she goes, ZR, has, you know it. Has he hit a basket in the last four games? I think he had one three against Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh, he's on fire. <laughs> oh, oh, man, he didn't sing to us this time. I was hoping he'd sing to us. Didn't sing for the drive either. Well, away she goes, bud. Stay with us. Overtime continues. More Fan Run Radio on the way. Back here on Overtime, Fan Run Radio, and back to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines we go. Martin is next. What do you say, Martin? Not too much, J.K. did tonight. Pretty good. I'm full. I had me a good burger today. Yes. I hadn't had supper yet. What are you going to eat, Martin? I'm not sure. Maybe two grilled cheese sandwiches or some type of sandwiches. Yeah, you can't beat a grilled cheese, Martin. It's the cheapest thing to make, yeah. easiest thing to make. It's always well, good. Maybe some macaroni and beef and tomatoes that my sister made us. Hey, that sounds good, actually. Yes. And, Jake, what I need to know was, do you know anything about that preferred walk-on wide receiver? Then we signed out of Morristown East uh, Wednesday. I don't, uh, to be honest with you, I really don't know. I know that we had that uh, preferred walk-on um, quarterback that we had signed out of West Tennessee, but I hadn't heard anything about the preferred walk-on wide receiver from Morristown East. Does anybody know anything about him on your show? I'm looking right now, Martin. Yeah, Give looking, me a second. I'm looking as okay. well. Yeah, Martin. Forgive me, Martin. I've been down in a muddy. Involved with him? Huh. Interesting. Yeah, it's. uh, Let me try to find it. Would he have been recruit or committed to this class, Martin, or next year's? He'd have been committed this year's. Yeah, this year. Martin, what do you think we're going to do tomorrow? I think we're going to win. I hope so, Martin. It just scares me when we get off to these slow starts. That's what scares me. You, I think we're going to win, Jake. And I think Matthew's got the information for you. I got it. This guy's name is uh, Nathan Roberts. He sounds like he's from Morristown. Yeah, he does uh, not much on him. All his bio says is God first, wide receiver, UT. So there's no height, nothing. Height, weight. 6'4", 194, Martin. There you go. Any screws on him? Uh, let's see. Carson Newman offered him. And, yeah, it was either us or Carson Newman. Well, it would have been cheaper for him to come here and be a walk-on than it would have been probably to take a scholarship to Carson Newman and still have to pay out. I tell you what, they're going to use uh, Cameron Sheldon as a running back, but you better watch out for my boy in a couple of years. 
out of Birmingham, uh, Alabama. Khalifa Keith. You better watch out for him, I'll be. He might make you a big, strong running back. Now we'll have to get you a jersey, Martin. We'll get you a Khalifa Keith jersey. That'll be your Christmas present when he comes on the campus. <laughs> I like to have one of them, but he might be a star of our. I hope he is, but William Thomas, he left us, and that, that hurt us, but we replaced him well. Yeah, we did. I think we might have come out for the good on that one. Uh, just given what I saw from uh, Khalifa Keith's highlights, I'm I'm ready for him. I'm excited to watch him play. He's 6'1", 235. Well, that's something we've been needing. Need a big back. Yeah, we yeah. needed a big back. That's what, we, that's what we've been saying all year. Who did he back with? Who did he sign with? Did he transfer to Kentucky? He went to Kentucky, and now he's signed a deal with the WWE, Martin. Yep. He is. He, he's going to be a wrestler. Wow. Yeah, I'm a big, uh, big WWE guy, Martin. I love me some wrestling. I used to watch it. When was your favorite era of wrestling, Martin? Right in early 2000 and 2000, but then I remember Ron Wright. Wow. Uh, the, the attitude era. I remember going out to Chelsea Park at Ron Wright. Nice. Martin knows his wrestling. How about that? Yes. yes. Stone Cold That's Steve Austin was my back. hero. I remember walking home from Chowley Park when I was about eight years old or nine. Man, that's a... Ron Wright. That's an interesting, interesting name you brought up. I did not expect to hear that name brought up tonight. Yeah, I'm going to tell you something, Jake, and I'll let you go. All right, buddy. He made wrestling what it is today by the showmanship he had. Yeah, and I mean, something else to think about, Martin, is you got to think about the hotbed of talent that was around this area back in that time. I mean, a lot of your guys were going through Smoky Mountain Wrestling and stuff like that. I know that's where Kane, our mayor of Knox County, Glenn Jacobs, that's where he got his first big jump. Speaking of, I actually saw him today. That was really cool to run into him. But that's where he got his start was Smoky Mountain Wrestling, him, Jim Cornette, a lot of those guys. They all went through Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Ron Wright made wrestling what it is today. You want to tell him one time, Jake, and I'll let you go. What did he tell you, Martin? He said, I got a grill up in my house. And he said, I had to fight him every night. He said, I hit him so hard. He said, my wife has to pull me off of him. <laughs> he had a gorilla at his house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just joking, but that's what he said. That's well, that's one one way to put it. I mean, if you're going to. If you're gonna tell a tale, you at least better make it good. Yeah, I tell you what, Jake. What's that, Martin? You, you tell everybody that Ron Wright was the best, and he was. I'll be sure to let everybody know. I've got a lot of friends that are big wrestling fans. Well, you tell them that. You tell them that Martin said Ron Wright was the best. And everyone at heart, he knows that you tell the truth, Martin, so they'll believe you. All right, I appreciate you, Jake. Appreciate you, Martin. Right, bye. Bye bye. Did not expect Martin talk wrestling with us today hmm. Hmm. figure out something new every day didn't expect to be talking about the ukrainian war yesterday either but <laughs> what was it it was death yeah. ukraine getting her ass whipped on the front lines and something else something uh, about rick barnes yeah, there's yep. uh, like three three things in life that are certain yeah rick death. barnes choking in the tournament ukrainians getting their ass whipped and something else <laughs> and i forgot death. third yeah death you know saying is death taxes and yeah, yeah, I know, man. 
Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. How did we do on our picks last night, Davis? <laughs> what did my what did my guy get last night, Davis? Twenty six and a fat L after blowing a seventeen point lead in the fourth quarter. But one thing is guaranteed: Tyrese Halliburton twenty plus every night. I he, that man was happy as hell. He got all star. He just went out there, and started jacking everything, started going up. Uh, he was uh, through the first half. He was seven of twelve Ooh. with sixteen points. That's tough. One of your picks was uh, Lamelo. Oh. Probably was Bryson. He had 19 and got ejected. That happened to me twice last night. He got, oh, he got ejected last night? Yeah. Oh, yeah. First career ejection. Oh, I, I didn't see that. I didn't know why, though. Yeah, he got one T, and then he was at the foul line, still jawing with the ref, and he threw him out. Well, if you picked Dylan Brooks on there last night, you made some money because he got mm-hmm. ejected. No, we're trying least, to give you the keys, man. Yeah, I'm just trying to, hey, trying least, to put some money yeah, in your pocket. Yeah. At least Josiah hasn't been thrown out any games yet. Oh, well, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess, uh, I guess when everything's scripted, yeah. As yeah. Arian Foster says it is. And yeah. we know the script. Yeah, those those memes about that tweet were hilarious. Oh man. You know, you know, it's just like when we get the script for, you know, Tennessee football every every uh every year. Every year when we get the script. You know, we know when to play stuff up. You know, that's why I kept telling everybody, you know, leading up to South Carolina, I'm like, guys, weird stuff just happens at that stadium. Weird stuff just happens at that stadium. I knew. I knew. I did not know. I had a bad feeling this summer about that South Carolina game. If it was at night, we were screwed. But, well, because we hadn't got the script yet, and you knew something was going to happen during that game. Yeah, maybe you got the script early. Yeah, I had the script. How'd yeah. you get it before me? Yeah, he got the sources. I don't know, man. Gut feeling and sources. Those are the two certains in life. Bryson, have I got you your script yet for what's going to happen in the next two months of Tennessee basketball? You have, and it seems like Rick Barnes has gotten the same script every year. So. <laughs> Maybe I threw out a little script preview last night talking about Nissan Field and the new turf. Oh, no. You never know. Let's go back to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Matthew is next. See, I scripted this call as well. What's up, Matthew? Hey, Jake. How we doing, boys? How are we feeling? Pretty good, man. And, Jake, you and I need to take this offline, but you got some interesting uh, – Regular callers, let's just say that. Make me laugh. <laughs> well, callers first, man. Hey, I get it. Oh, man. Um, well, I know you guys got to got got to take a break here, so I'll be quick. But uh, oh, dude, I think I, thing. Well, I rewatched the game. I like cruel and unusual punishment, um, and I think Tennessee has a an interesting Achilles heel to their defense. Um. I'd love to listen to y'all's opinion on this, but if you go back and watch the Arizona game, the Kentucky game, the Tennessee game, all three of those losses that I mentioned, I'm sorry, Florida game, not Tennessee, those Florida, Arizona, and Kentucky games, they all have a quality big man. And I've noticed now the trend is our Tennessee defenders, especially at the big four and five, struggle defensively playing against very well-skilled bigs. Oscar Shibway. Colin Castleton. Tubelis, Omar Ballo. Yep. Yeah. So I think that's that's our Achilles heel. And what's really interesting about Castleton is that he did a lot of his damage in the second half. He we kind of contained him pretty fairly well in the first half, but then he got sixteen of his twenty in the second half. I mean, you just can't do that. And I think that's kind of have to be now thankfully this Auburn team, I already looked up the roster, they don't really have a quality, quality big man. 
Uh, they have one guy right now averaging 13 and 8. So, I mean, that's, that's serviceable in the SEC. But no, nothing really that sticks out to me. But I think if you're going to make a run in March, like everyone wants to talk about, you're going to have to eventually learn how to play against skilled big men because, as we've seen, every opponent you face gets better. Um, and I'm not really necessarily saying like that second-to-last caller who said we're losing to, what, Missouri? He said we're losing yeah. to everybody. <laughs> you talk, well, y'all talked to me in Missouri, and I was like, all right, this is, this is good. <laughs> My, the best part from that caller was when he called in and y'all thought he was talking about Sakai Ziegler, and hell, he had me convinced he was talking about Sakai Ziegler, and then he said Tyree Key, and I just died laughing. He's like, wow, he's on fire! Um. I mean, look, look, call it what it is, guys. I mean, this Saturday is a big game. Coach Bruce Pearl, you know, is somebody that me and Jay grew up with and brought some great memories. I remember I was a freshman in high school when we beat Memphis in the form, and that was an awesome day. But, you know, it's the time has come where I think this, honestly, this game is just another game to me. It's not really Bruce Pearl's homecoming anymore. He's come, what, this is his, what, fourth time coming yeah. back to Knoxville? Yeah. So, it's, it's I think this weekend will be interesting because if you take care of them, I think you should take care of Vanderbilt. I mean, honestly, next next week is going to be huge because you got Bam on Tuesday in Knoxville, and you got to go up to Rupp. I would – I'm telling you, telling you right now, if we beat Auburn, just split those two and I'll, and I'll take it. I don't know about you guys. Obviously, we'd want both of them, but I, if you could guarantee me beating Kentucky and Rupp, taking the, the loss, on Tuesday night to Alabama in Knoxville, but you see Florida and Alabama in the SEC tournament, I'll take that all day. That's my two cents. The last thing I'll say is, Kevin Durant to Memphis, question mark? Uh, yeah, I'm sending Jaron Jackson immediately. Yep. Hey, Kyrie Irving requested a trade today. Yes, he did. Kyrie yeah. Irving, you are a Los Angeles Laker. Yep, he is. Or I'll just sit out the rest of the year and sign in the summer. Yep. Make and a choice. Dylan Brooks, you are a Toronto Raptor. Air Canada now. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. But jumping back to Matthew's call, you know, we keep harping on we don't have that one big man that you can go to. Well, let me tell you, he's on the way. He's not here yet. He'll be here next year. I just hope we utilize his talent the way it should be utilized. JP Estrella is that guy. JP Australia, some of us call him. PJ Australia, as Phil calls him. But, no, I, I liked his uh, point because, I, I don't know, did Dickinson really cook most in the second half last year also? I'm trying to remember. It felt it – felt, he probably – I think he had what – No, he went off in the first half, I feel like. Did he not? Well, yeah. What did he have we to, just couldn't stop him then, and then he just went off in the second. We just – we never could stop him. Yeah, but, he had, what, 28? I mean, 27. Yeah. But, I mean, if it's theory of, you know, the big man doesn't really go off until the second half, my thing is just I'm, I'm worried, like, are we having a good game plan where we're packing in the paint, we're, we're shutting down the big man, but their guards are going off. So then at halftime we're making adjustments where we're more focused on the guards, and that just opens up the big man. But well, send Toby a walk in, punch him in the nose. I mean, I mean, you got to do something. Man. I just don't think our roster is good enough right now. We just like big man. We've talked about it forever. <laughs> punch him in the nose. Oh, Can man. you do that most again, Matthew? <laughs> oh, it's not gonna happen, man. I'm not gonna punch somebody in the nose. Just like all the people that punch people out, Dylan Brooks. Well, no, like have you ever seen like some of these small high school teams? They'll just roll out big country. If they can't stop somebody, he just roughs them up. 
Just do it. Accidental elbow on the uh, way back saw, up the floor. Saw a video last night of uh, Eastern Illinois versus somebody. Some <laughs> Just slap the hell out of somebody <laughs> in the stands. Yes. <laughs> Goodness. Oh man. Nah. I mean, what you saying? P- yeah, JP. I think JP or BJ. What was his name? JP, JP Australia. Yeah. Estrella. I think I think he's gonna make a difference because, like we've all said, at the beginning of the season, you need a big man. You need a premier point guard to go deep in the tournament and. What are the last but six champions have in common? Will co- or will uh, Rick Barnes coach that out of him? The skill and everything he has now, where he's handling the ball. Because I mean, his highlight film is pretty crazy. But who JP? Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, is he just gonna put him under the paint and just say, "Hey, you can only do a hook, uh, up and under, like you can't dribble." If yeah. that happens, if JP gets the flair coached out of him, I might quit radio because I won't be able to come on this show and speak the way I want to speak. Because point. that guy is so talented. Like, he will make an impact here at Tennessee. You have to utilize his talent well. And probably right away. One exactly. point One point that I will probably eat my words, and this is probably one of more uh, my hotter takes, and definitely wouldn't be popular with any Auburn fans, but one player I really am not worried about, but kind of watching out for tomorrow would be Katie Johnson. He can, like, he's just a tough finisher, and he's really like an irritable guard. He's a dog. He's like Pat Bev, basically. Yeah, yeah. But he can actually like he's streaky. If he gets hot, he Extremely. can he can like yes. he can get buckets. And he's been pretty good the last two games. I think he's had thirteen and ten and or thirteen points and then ten points. Harvard uh, fans do not like him though. They don't like him at all. They but get pissed. He, he comes off the bench, but gets starter minutes. I, I, he's just when he's on, he you hate him. Yeah. So they start a twenty-five-year-old named Zepp Jasper, and then Katie Johnson basically takes the role of the starter minutes, but. Katie Johnson's last few games at West Virginia, 10 points, four for nine from the field, one for five from three. Uh, against Georgia Friday night or Wednesday night, 26 minutes, 13 points, four for seven from the field, four for five from the uh, free throw line. So, hmm. I mean, he, his freshman year at Georgia, he averaged 14 points on uh, 39% from three. Last year at Auburn, he averaged 12 points on 29% from three. And this year, he's averaging eight on 27% from three. So he's hmm. he's gotten worse every year. Just depends what day you catch him on. Yeah, I don't know, man. He sometimes the thing last year's game he played like he was literally like brain dead. I don't know what he does on the court, man, but he's just out of control. It is what it is, and that's just the way she goes. Stay with us. Final segment, hour number one, coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. The Chinese spy balloon is now hovering over East Tennessee as we speak. So, what are we going to do about this? Well, look who's in office. Nothing. Is there like a tracker on this thing? I guess so. Uh, Someone posted to one of the community Facebook groups uh, the What's Up in Halls page out by where I live. And they're like, the the Chinese balloon is over Halls right now, and then first comment: shoot her down. I mean, what? what I I understand this, man. Why don't we just shoot this thing down? Or is this like, uh, is this some backdoor agreement between us and the Chinese, where they just send a balloon over us and see where everything is? What are uh, what are we doing? It's just, <laughs> it's just. I don't know. Man. I mean, does this surprise you? No, yep. it doesn't surprise me at all. Yep, doesn't surprise me either when I learned about the uh, whole FTX agreements. Well, 
And if the election wasn't rigged, the thing would have already been shot down. It says, uh, if the Chinese spy balloon is violating our airspace, why not just take it down? We assess that it does not pose a risk to people on the ground as it is traversing the continental United States. Sick. Nice. But you know what is... Never mind. I'm not going to give up that information on air. Yeah, I mean... Never mind. I can probably say... I, I, I can't say what I'm thinking, but... You know what I'm thinking. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Who's going to score 20-plus in the NBA tonight? Tyrese Halliburton, my guy. Got us 20-plus, and nobody else that I picked, or Bryson picked. <laughs> Good old 20% for you chumps. 20% to our 80% last night. So, and The only reason the other one didn't hit is because Donovan Mitchell threw a ball at Dylan Brooks' head. So, um, Rightfully so. I think it was deserved. It was deserved. Yeah. It was definitely deserved. I hope that is the last time I see Dylan Brooks in a Grizzlies jersey. Yep, the last image of him walking into the abyss. Is what I need. Walking in the darkness of a tunnel for getting <laughs> thrown out after hitting a man in his uh, private area. Yep. No need for that in this, ga- in this game, man. Oh, man. Why can't we just do like it used to be in the old days? Just punch people in the face. Now. Swing. Grizzlies Dylan Brooks has been suspended one game for striking <laughs> Do- uh, Cavaliers Donovan Mitchell in the groin. Well, we play the... Bulls. Bulls. Hey, we won't need them. All right, we might need for the Celtics, even though we haven't won there since 2013. Uh, yep. <laughs> okay, uh, guess we'll go first tonight. I'm going to go Jason Tatum, 20-plus. That's an easy one. Give me Jalen Brown, 20-plus. Uh, uh, injury report, man. Do you know if Embiid is playing tonight? Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, sorry. Just got some inside sources. <laughs> nice. Embiid, 20-plus. Lamelo, a little mad about his ejection. He's gonna go <laughs> off for twenty-one. <laughs> um, let's see. You know, Anthony Edwards, twenty plus. Yep. First game back from being snubbed. Yep. Hmm. These games are pretty bad tonight. Mikelton Johnson, twenty plus. Uh, I'll go Aloy Morgan, twenty plus. I'll follow that up with Trey Young for 20-plus. And our last pick. <clears throat> Give me a second, man. I'm going to go uh, DeMontis Sabonis, 20-plus. And I'll follow it up. With the, uh, you know what's coming. Tyrese Halliburton, 20-plus. kind of wanted to be that guy to pick Halliburton tonight just to piss you off, but <laughs> I don't even know if he's playing, so. It is a back-to-back, so he may not play. Let me see. I will take my chances. He's not playing, man. Mm. Oh, wait. It says elbow and knee. Questionable. He might play. He might play. We're just going to shot that down. There you go. Some other picks you might want to make tonight. Al Horford, two and a half assists is the line. He's hit nine out of his last ten. Jason Tatum rebounds eight and a half. Nine out of the last ten. Scotty Barnes, four and a half assists, eight out of his last ten. D'Angelo Russell assist, five and a half, eight out of the last ten. Uh, some bad ones. Jalen Brown assist, three and a half. He's hit one out of the last ten. Pascal Siakam, 24 and a half points, two out of his last ten. Wendell Carter Jr., two and a half assists, two out of the last ten. Bradley Beal, five and a half assists, two out of the last ten. And Precious Achua, one and a half assists, 
Two out of the last ten. Quick question for the uh, people in the radio station or people listening. Um, I just saw a way too early top 25 for mm. football. Mm-hmm. Florida State is number four. Is that, <laughs> is that basically projecting them on the people they are bringing back? Yeah, and their transfers in. They, they kind of killed it this offseason. With uh, Jaheim Bell, who was – Who we should have pursued, in my opinion. 100%. Yep. Well, and Florida State's another one of those, you know, sleeping giant yeah. programs. I mean, Jimbo Fisher trashed the program, and then Willie Taggart just got left with a mess. He got a lot of the blame for that when the majority of it was Jimbo Fisher's mess. Not that he – I mean, Willie Taggart wasn't a home run hire by any means, but Jimbo Fisher left him a mess. Would y'all consider uh, Florida State a blue blood? No. Oh, no. Um, they were pretty damn good in the yeah, 90s. I mean, I mean, that's like – I mean – would you consider Nebraska blue blood? Yes. yes. And there's people that don't consider us blue bloods. So. Yeah, that's why that's why yeah. I brought this up because there's uh, interesting think, polls out there. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, we have six national titles. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, who get blue bloods? Us, Nebraska. And so interesting enough, Pick Six previews did a poll. He went through different programs throughout the country. He he asked, "Is Florida State a blue blood?" Forty three percent said yes. Fifty seven percent said no. Then he followed that up with, "Is Tennessee a blue blood program?" Forty-three percent said yes. Fifty-seven percent said no. So nationally, we're viewed in the same light as Florida State. Do you think a lot of that has to do with the fact that, yeah, you know, we did have the fifteen years of misery and mediocrity, and by the time a lot of these people that placed these votes were able to watch football, this is all they've known is bad Tennessee football. Well, he asked the same thing as Clemson, and that Clemson's been good while we've been bad, right? Yeah. He right. said, "Is Clemson a college football blue blood?" Seventy-seven percent said no. Oh, okay. So, so who did they say was a blue blood? Yeah, yeah. Texas, Alabama. They've been asked for fifteen years. I said Texas was not a blue blood. They're not. Is Alabama blue blood? Yes. I mean, I guess Texas kind of is a blue blood. Alabama would be. Ohio State. Yeah. Nebraska. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Georgia was very close, fifty-four percent. You can't consider Georgia a blue blood, man, just because they've been good for a couple years now. I mean, do you consider Michigan a blue blood? According to this poll, yes. I would say, uh, I mean, maybe, may, yeah. Notre Dame, a blue blood. Yeah, yeah, because they've been around since eighteen twelve. Well, I mean, the thing with Notre Dame is you're going to be in the top ten every year, regardless of who your coach is, who you mm-hmm. got coming in. But because you are Notre Dame and you have the NBC contract, you're going to be in the top ten every single year. Oklahoma was considered a blue blood. I would agree with that. I would agree with that as well. I don't it's know. A shame that they got left in a jam. <laughs> I don't know, this is a joke, but he said, is Washington a college football blue blood? 92% said no. I was going to say, like... Is Florida a blue blood? Mm, no. no. 69% said no. Nice. Nice. Uh, Penn State a blue blood? Yeah. I said yes, but majority said no. 53 what? to 47, no. Wow. Is Miami a Wait blue a minute, blood? Is it, are these Twitter polls? Yeah. I mean, I, I would probably consider uh, – The one for Penn State had 6,600 votes. Of course, we had the most votes, about 11,000 out of all of these. Well, I mean, you have to take into account, too, like who's voting on these polls. And we've learned over the past couple of weeks the intellectual, intellectual ability of a lot of people on Twitter. Zero. I mean, I just thought this was interesting because <sighs> – I mean, I would have considered us. I still think we are blue blood, but was Miami even mentioned? Yeah, they are. Yeah, I, would they, say, I, I, I said no, 
and Miami. Where is it? I literally just yeah, they were it. dominant. In the yeah, 80s and I 90s. would say I'd say Miami's blue blood. It, it was Miami at college football blue blood. Six thousand eight hundred fifty votes. Sixty four percent say no. Okay, this just proves that a lot of the people that are voting on this, they're just throwing stuff out there based off of recency bias because Miami's really not been the U. But no, Since Larry Coker left, and but, even before yeah. that. But Nebraska was a overwhelming, yes, blue blood. Well, it's because, I, mean, I mean, they get shoved down everybody's throats. Yeah, I mean, they've, they, I mean, they have dominance with, what, Tim Frazier in the 90s? and who, Tom Osborne. Yeah, Tom, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I can see Nebraska. I, I don't know, like. How can you consider Nebraska a overwhelmingly blue blood, but us not? I mean, they've been just as dysfunctional, if not more, than we have. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you have your four college blue buds. I mean, that's. I mean. So who's your four then? I mean, based on history, you have to go Tennessee, Notre Dame, Nebraska, Alabama. I feel like it's hard to leave Oklahoma out. Yeah, I, was I feel like say, it's hard to leave Oklahoma or yeah, Ohio State out. Yeah, yeah well, and then you got to throw Penn State in that mix as well. I mean, it's. I mean. College college football is very. Which, Grant, we know how much of a slime ball Joe Paterno was. And so Sandusky. the people at Ohio State. Yep. I mean, the Big Ten, I mean, it's a great. All the schools in the conference are great academically, but when it comes to their athletics, it's full of scandal. Ohio State hired a coach that had a team full of murderers. Well, I mean, you look at Michigan. I mean, this was nowhere near as bad as this, but I mean, their basketball team in the 90s, the Fab Five. Scandal ridden. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're we're not even going to talk about what happened at Penn State. Everybody knows. You know about Florida with all the people on that team that were either That's why locked, I said locked up team full of murderers. Yep. Jeez. Rico charges. <laughs> yep. Gun possessions, everything else. You know that's <laughs> it's really interesting. It's like we've not. What's the best way to put this? We've not had anything to that degree, like that's a national scandal, quite like a lot of these other schools. AJ Johnson was up there, but that was like what two people on the entire team. Yeah, but and the that thing true is, to be false. Exactly. Yeah, I'm talking about stuff that actually happened. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, Pruitt. But that's not I mean, like a scandal. Yeah, it's just cheating. And that was yeah. just a yeah. joke. Uh, but Penn State was an absolute scandal. Yeah, Florida was an absolute scandal. Yeah. Trying to think of others. Uh, Baylor yeah. had a bad one. Do you consider Alabama to be a scandal now this year? That player murdered somebody. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, look. I mean, you can say SMU because what they got the death, death penalty. Correct. Yeah. I mean, I mean that revolves around cheating as well. Yeah. I mean that was the best cheating scandal ever. They lost but like the, what 146 to zero or something the next year. No. Um, Houston beat them 95 to 21 and tried to go throw for a thousand yards they got close they got 943 i'm pretty sure we're gonna take a quick time out hour number two of overtime coming up right here on fan run radio